listening to the Customer Service Secrets podcast by Customer. We're ready to rock and roll. Excited to get excited to get going here. Um, we are going to be talking fun episode um, today. We're going to be talking about the power of lifecycle management to drive customer experience. We've got your host, Gabe Larson, and I have a special guest on. Um, he comes to us from Cisco. He's currently the vice president of customer experience for Latin America. Dan, thanks so much for joining, and how are you? Hey, Gabe. How you doing? Nice to be here with you. I appreciate the invitation. Looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. We, been, I've been, uh, been on Dan's uh, back for a while. He does some really cool stuff. Great experience in the space. I think today will be fun. And I appreciate him jumping on and taking a minute with us. Before we jump in, maybe you can tell us just a little bit about yourself, some of the, uh, what you've done in Cisco, maybe a little bit of your career. Jump into that if you can real quick. Absolutely. Yeah, so I've been in Cisco 21 years. So, I mean, hopefully that's not uh, telling me my age. But uh, I'm going to just go say I started early. Um, so, yeah, I started at Cisco uh, in sales. I started from on the virtual sales space and, and kind of coming up the ladder to uh, field sales and eventually leading LATAM and, and service sales. Yeah. And uh, three years ago, this uh, opportunity on customer experience came up. And the first question I had is like, oh, my God, what is customer experience? Right? We're, <laughs> installation and all those things. What does that mean? And then I had a good, great conversation with our executives and, you know, what was the transformation that we were building in Cisco and why was customer experience such an important team to lead and to build? And I tell you what, it's the best uh, decision that I made in my life. You know, it's nothing better than build something on your own and structure a team, come together with processes and understanding market and how is the customer going to gravitate to the experiences you're building with them. Interesting. Yeah, but how, how much different do you feel like it, it was... I mean, you mentioned kind of your background on the sales side and then jumping into the local customer experience. How much did, did you, a big difference, a small difference? How would you kind of project that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's some similarities, but there's also some major differences, right? Yeah. So sales is all about the numbers. Like, actually, how can you position the best value for your customer? But you're also looking at why, how you're achieving your quota, how you're meeting your plan on your monthly, quarterly, and yearly basis. So you're always keeping track of of your sales and obviously making sure you build a relationship with your customers and, and make sure that you're building value for them as well right. how we get to market quicker and etc but when you come into customer experiences about how do you go to the journey with them right it's how exactly are you walking what their transformation is so you not only interested in what your solutions are but you're really interested in what is the digital transformation and what stage of the transformation they're at and how do you actually build solutions for them Sometimes tailor made for them, right? Um, right. Information. Yeah, that is. That, that's the beauty of it, I think, right? You put the customer so much more at the center. I mean, look, the number is the number. Business has got to succeed, but um, that is a big difference. But that, that's kind of fun. So I think as part of this transformational effort, I mean, certainly it sounds like it's been a fun journey. But you and I have talked about this idea of life cycle management. Um, how you've thought about that to really start to leverage and drive that customer experience. Maybe you can just start kind of big picture. What's the, what, why is that? What is it? Give me the, the basics on that. So, so it's a couple of things, right? Number one, it's, a, it's about value creation. So we always think about value creation and from the technology perspective. And I think this can translate to a lot of the industries. It's yeah. what you can offer to and the value you have. 
But then you have that other side of the equation that says, what is value realization? And, and, and how is that important to your customers? So sometimes what you perceive as value is what do your customers you know, understand what their value is at for them. So once you put those two things together, it's what we call life cycle selling and life cycle uh, process. Yeah. It's standing from the alignment perspective, when you have, in the case of Cisco, right, we are usually, we're known to be a, a hardware company, but we're building this transition to a more recurring offers and software and uh, enterprise agreement. Right, uh, right. And now we're looking at say, okay, so how do you put all these three things together so we carry value to your customers, so we align with our partners because we, majority of our business in, in, in Cisco goes through our, through our partners, and, and and put that together and, and start building the life cycles, understanding what, what the customer needs are and how do you build, you know, onboard them and, and eventually make sure that they adopt the technology so we come to a point on how do they renew the technology or expand it with us? Yeah, it's so holistic. It's such a holistic view. I think sometimes, um, for whatever reason, businesses aren't able or they just don't take that kind of, you know, that whole life cycle holistic view. Is you've jumped into this, um, you, you know, and you mentioned kind of building something yourself. What are some of those things that you feel like have been those ahas or kind of real breakthrough moments? You know the kind of the translate maybe this onboarding process has been kind of a big differentiate maker or uh, some of the data maybe that you've been able to use. What have been those key components to this quote-unquote transformation? So the first thing you got to look at, and it's the culture shift, right? When you come from a company that's more transactional on in nature, it says, okay, these are the equipment I have and how to actually build it. And, and to build that culture of recurrence and understanding um, the customer priorities, right? Customers has always been first for Cisco. I mean, that there's no change in that. Is the approach that we've taken to that. So that's one of the big things to say, okay, how do I not only build a team, but build that culture that makes sure that works to the customers. And the second thing I would say is the secret sauce for, for any CX experience, any customer experience is the, the insights, the data, right? And that is the thing that is actually going to create a difference for, for, for Cisco, for any company that's building customer experience. You get that in front of you and you say, okay, this is, what the, this is the problem. How do we solve this problem with you based on actual data? Um, and we have a platform called CX Cloud and Cisco that allows us to actually go into the infrastructure, go into the network, go into the software, and know how the customer is moving through the lifecycle process with, mm -hmm. with us. And that's that's the aha moment. It's like, wow, you know what? I have so much information that is actually allowed to make decisions based on that, uh, based on what the customer has and where the customer wants to go. I like I, I like that. Two, two follow-ups on it. So you mentioned culture first. And then a little bit on this data and insights. Um, how, how do you shape that? I mean, so many of us who are trying to get this customer transformation going, people tuning in, et cetera, it's, um, the culture piece seems hard. It's a refocus. you got to do things differently, view the customer differently, transactional to relational. It just seems to be a lot of components. Yeah. How, how do you have thoughts on how to actually get those culture pieces into play or things you've, you've learned along the journey? Man, it, it's just a lot of fun. I always look at challenges as a fun thing to do, right? Because, well, and I think the first thing you have to do is create a common mission. Okay, so where are we now? Where do we want to go? Where's the mission that we want to get to? And it's not only our mission, it's our market mission, it's our customer's mission, it's yes. our society at the end of the day, right? Because everything our customers do is for, for the society purpose, right? Whether it's revenue, whether it's efficiencies, whatever that may be. So first thing you gotta do is the mission. 
And then you have big companies like Cisco that say, okay, you know, there's so many KPIs in different, you know, different groups. And how do you build those KPIs into one to say, what does success look like at the end of this road? And then you start, you know, kind of building that cadence and saying, okay, guys, look at this. This is what we got to look into now. Uh, and, and, and people understanding, you know, how do you change through the process? And sometimes you have to bring new people to the organization that has gone through this already and says, hey, look how I did it, you know, yeah. and now how we do it together. So it's a combination of so many factors. And Gabe, by the end of the day, it's time, my friend, right? It's just going to take us time because it's a journey. I, I always say transformation is not one thing that begins one day and ends the other one. It's just it begins one day and it continues because you continue to have to change and transform. I like that. I like that. Yeah, you, I think we, we forget it's the sprint marathon. You know, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon idea. It's like, I want this to be now. And it's like, hey, that may not, that may not be possible. Um, one of the things you touched on was just that data component. And I wonder, you, you know, it seems like it, some, in some ways it seems obvious, but it's difficult um, to be able to see kind of the entire customer in, you know, the, the life cycle in one view or bring that together so that we can actually understand where this person is, recommend new products to them, see where some of their gaps are. It's always so disparate. At least that's what we hear with a lot of our guests, you know, they're on. I had one, one guest talk about what he called the Frankenstack, you know, he's like, hey, the problem with CX tech is that, you know, I've got my order entry over here. I've got my, my CRM over here. I've got my tickets over there. And I got these reps who are just, you know, swiveling on their chairs across systems. Can you just talk about the importance maybe of bringing that into one view so that you can see that customer in, in that kind of one, one place so that you can action and make those processes that you want to make? Yeah, well, I would say the first thing we've got to look is look what the customer priorities are, right? So, you know, in the case of Cisco, we want to make sure that our customer priorities go around the applications. How do we reimagine the applications? How do they secure, secure the enterprise? How do they transform the infrastructure to where they want to be? Now, nowadays, with the, you know, what we're going through in the world is hybrid work, the importance of that, right? So those are the things that we can look at the discussions with them and see how their infrastructure is built for those transformations. And they get that data in front of us in one way, one platform that says, okay, where are you in your priorities, right? Yeah. And then it says, but it says okay, how do, what are the innovation the promises that we have, you know? Do we make it simple? Is a cloud the right offer for you? Is a hybrid cloud the right offer for you? Yep. Yep. What consumption models they have? And yeah, you're absolutely right. There's so many tools out there that, you know, that, that they come in front of you and you say, okay, how do I utilize and how do I put this Frankenstein together? <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, what, what we say is, okay, a, each group of the organization has a responsibility and accountability. So you make those and you create those bridges around to make sure that it's seamless to the customer. Those are internal views. And for us, it's for them to say, okay, you know, that makes sense for, for Cisco to come help us do that reimagination in our infrastructure. That makes tons, that makes tons of sense. And I think that's so important that, you know, the centralization or the, the be able to view the entire business in its core, I think makes a big difference. A lot of questions around how to do this, um, this transformative customer experience in some emerging markets. Um, and I know you've had experience with that throughout your career. Any tips or tidbits, how it's different or some of the ways you've tried to translate some of the stuff maybe you've done nationally to international instances where maybe it is an up and coming uh, business or maybe it's uh, not as quite as a developed of a, of a region. Thoughts on that? 
So it's a combination of both things. So um, having this opportunity to build the, to be in a mature market like the U.S. or even like Europe, and you say, okay, these are companies that are already you know, on the leading edge of where we want to go. And then how do you build those use cases and best practices and you know, make sure that the emerging markets are you know, not reinventing something, but kind of getting those use cases and replicating them for the benefit. And the other thing I would say, it's a, it's, this is a great opportunity to leapfrog, right? Some of these emerging markets, you know, they were lagging before and, you know, they were not, they were building different type of, you know, mentality as far as what infrastructure or software they, they need. Nowadays, you can just go faster, right? You know, I think the pandemic has allowed us to, you know, <laughs> one of those, very small advantage as it says people have opened their minds to, to different ways to do business and productivity you have so you can leapfrog into that and, and another thing that i think that is really interesting about now it's talent right um there is so much talent around the world that you don't have to be in one place now you can gather talent from different places of the world for one common factor uh, and that that would allow emerging markets to be more you know more attractive to many companies uh and, and we're trying to see that right it's like how do you get the best talent from different places of the world for one common you know objective i like that i like the um yeah, the talent thing that is that makes so much. It's it, this I think allows you to move into emerging markets in a different way if you can actually capture talent there. Um, we hit on a couple different topics. I want to as we look towards wrapping here. Um, if you could go back to your cell, you know, um, you know, as you were starting this role, customer experience. I think it was three about three years ago. Um, this might be good for the takeaways for the group. Is there stuff you'd maybe tell that person three years ago that, you know, the lessons learned that you know now, or, you know, maybe I position this question is a lot of customer service, customer experience leaders who are just starting that journey, who are trying to kind of figure out where do I start? Do I talk to the tech, the people? What, what advice would you give your earlier self or those of us who are kind of starting this customer experience journey? That's that's a that's a great question, Gabe. And and I always, I mean, yesterday I was having a conversation with a group of people, and I think that um, it's take the risk, right? Uh, don't don't hesitate. You're not going to know everything, right? You don't you don't pretend to know everything. And the fact is. This methodology is kind of new for us in the industry, right? I mean, maybe for some software companies, it's, it's a little longer than for us and in, in this type of companies that we're trying to put all this together. And sure, sure. Um, but it's it's an opportunity to actually learn uh, and, and, and just kind of open your mind to different experiences. The discussion with your customers is going to be completely different, right? It's just kind of about, you know, what do you have in the truck and how does that fit into their into their business? It's like what exactly you need. So it's a more consultative approach than, than it was before. So if I tell myself something, it's, man, why did you wait for to do this before? You know, you should have done this a long time. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, there you go. You know, you got to take a risk, jump in. And um, sometimes the journey, I liked your point earlier that, you know, Takes you can't do this immediately. It takes a little bit of time. It's a little bit of a marathon, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dan, appreciate you joining today. Fun to hear the talk track. Sounds like you've had an amazing experience. I'm glad you've joined us. You've left the dark side of sales and you've you've joined us on the experience side. Uh, I kid a little bit. You know, in closing, if someone wanted to learn a little bit more about some of the th great things you're doing, or maybe even connect with you, LinkedIn, what would you recommend? Any. Yeah, I would say LinkedIn is a great way to actually get to know. There's a tons of books and articles out there about customer experience that they're not sure. because there's just so much. 
But I think, you know, look at what your industry is, look at understanding your customers and try to find something that, uh, that, that tailors me to that, to your industry, right? I think customer experience is the new sales, to be honest with you, right? It's just, you know, customers are expecting us to understand where they want to go. And it's, you know, it's listening more than talking. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, if somebody wants to reach out and LinkedIn, you know, uh, I'll be happy. You know, it's awesome. 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 Yeah, I love that line. Customer experiences and new sales. So many people, I think, are coming. You know, we call the, the you know the traditionally even customer service where um, it was more of like a call center. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Hey, that's it's not a cost center anymore. It's a profit center. We're making money in on those things." So I think you can look at these different areas, and you're right. Um, the customer experiences and so I like that. Good way to end. Okay, Dan, appreciate you joining. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Looking forward to our next week. And have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to hear more customer service secrets.